Yeah, I just want to say that um, with with being in education and stuff, I yeah. think I think it's very important for everybody to collaborate collaborate together, especially the parents. You know, because when the parents come, they're trying to see okay where the teachers coming from as well. We have to collaborate all together. It's just not just the student. And when I say that, the student is an elementary student because I'm keep on going back to elementary. Oh, you should. We, yeah, we definitely need to do elementary. Absolutely. Yeah. Elementary, they're still babies. And yeah. most of the time they can't make their own, de- they, their own decisions. They're learning how to make decisions, right? For sure, yes. So it's very important for the parents to stay connected to us as much as they can in order for us to grow for this whole entire year because we're going to see these babies grow throughout mm-hmm. the year. And especially when it comes down to the fifth graders, the fifth graders are transitioning into sixth graders and becoming more independent and doing a whole bunch of other things besides when they were back in kindergarten. So now they're transitioning to fifth to sixth grade and it's going to be a whole different ballpark. It's more classes, right? When you get to middle school, it's more classes. I think, right? Way more classes, way more teachers. So as educators we we we're there to help and to guide but also the same thing as the parents we need parents help as well Um, and most of the time they're taking we are taking the responsibilities like it's because the teacher's fault the teacher the teacher didn't do this the teacher didn't do that and we're like well we we can do we could only do so much and the parents we need the parents as well we need the parents help i know the parents work a lot and you know and we're teaching a lot so it's like we we need we need to help each other so perfect example is COVID when COVID first hit and we had to stay at home right and we had to start making up these lesson plans and transition okay from in person now we're on zoom what is zoom we're not using zoom now we doing zoom now we got to get these kids on board we got to get these kids laptops. Everybody don't have a laptop at home. So what do we do? The district spends all the money, right? They spending money trying to get every child in the district laptops. That's how we're going to start to communicate. Mm-hmm. These students, some of them, the pre-K kinder, they know how to use it, right? But at the same time, how do we get on to what my, where my teacher is going to be or how are we going to learn the lessons? Mm-hmm. So now it's a different transitioning on how to teach. I'm thinking in my head because I'm a dance teacher. Oh, how am I going to teach these students the movement or teach them something? So <laughs> the team comes in, we create videos, you know? Right, so right. So it's so different. It's just like we have to stay ahead and on top of things as educators as well. But also, we still want to have the student come on and aboard and to learn how to do things on their own. And COVID has transitioned so many things right now because sometimes now we like we're zooming now. Sometimes we're just going to get on Zoom or we're going to already pre teach the, the lesson that we're going to teach and then up on there. And then the student, to me, it feels like, a pre-K is like in college now. They're they're online. They have yeah. to learn themselves. And then their parents are at work and they're trying to do their work stuff. And then the student is at home trying to grasp all the information. So of course that's why I keep on saying that they're behind. They're like two years behind. 
Right. Truth be told, they're two years behind. Right. So it's like now trying to catch them up, catch them up. Now we're doing stars. Stars about to um happen right. next month or something. So star mm-hmm. testing. But there's a gap, a big mm-hmm. gap. There's a big old gap. And it's like, mm-hmm. how do we get these kids back on broad? Of course, they got to start going after school studies, right? They're mm-hmm. doing tutorial now. And right. we're also getting ready for summer school. Summer school sign up. So, you know, to me, I don't think they should stop. I think they should they should keep on going because they have to be caught up. Because by the time they get to you and middle school, it's just like, where y'all coming from? Right. <laughs> what you happened? Gotta, you gotta learn you, you're teaching, you 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 may be teaching kindergarten stuff because that gap is so long now that as a reader, as a math as a math teacher, because they're only focusing really right now, truth be told, is reading, writing, and math. That's it. Yeah. 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 Have you seen the other the subjects are like, eh, eh, yeah. Eh, yeah. Eh. you seen they don't the even number? care about dance. They don't care about violin. They don't care about PE. Mm-hmm. Right. They want this reading and this math down packed to the T. Yeah. They don't teach you about social studies. They'll probably throw in something science they'll throw in something but then that hurts middle school because that's when they test them for science you gotta yeah. have that science test you gotta have that math test you know and they don't they're not grasping all the material because they missed it it's a right. gap you know the gap is, is 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 and we're seeing it we're seeing it in the elementary schools we are definitely seeing it and that's where we start you start in the elementary and to bringing them up to becoming yeah. better learners you know Right. It, all, it, we, it starts with us. It starts with us. So that's why we're so hard and heavy on these students and these parents, because we're like, they have to know how to read and to write. Right. They you know, to- I'm sorry. I, I, I want you to finish your thought, but you said something and you, to me, you said it in different ways. I want to go back to your original um, comment about teachers and parents being on the same page. I think I want to say it this way. I think the key is like respect. Like just that I know it's sometimes it could feel like a dirty word, you know, respect, like just going to respect. And I shared this on the last podcast. I'm going to share it on this one because I want to help. I want to help. We want to give help. So I, I share about, I, I'm going to share my story, always going to share it. I mean, I, I remember when I used to struggle to share it because it was so much embarrassment. But now, like I tell my story to give life to kids, to parents. So, you know, we can move past um, failure, man. Failure is, um, it's a tough thing, especially for um, a generation who hadn't developed. Like life is about developing. And you go through phases for a reason. So um, if you had, if you don't know, you're gonna find out I was in the eighth grade. I failed the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Why did I fail the eighth grade? Because I goofed off and I played the whole year, period. So I had this master plan, me and my friends, mm-hmm. that we're gonna goof off. And what are we going to do? Mama, can I go to what? Summer school. 
<laughs> we had it all like I'm gonna take the whole y'all group off. You know, this is my last year junior high. We're going to high school, right? Mm. Oh my God. Guess what? My friends, their parents, they did. They sent them to summer school. My mama said, no, sir. <laughs> y'all probably heard this before. She said, if you ain't got it in nine months, how are you gonna get it in six weeks? Mm-hmm. So she said, she these are her exact words to me. She said, I'm gonna break something in you. She said, I or she said, if it don't break it, my press daddy breaks. And she said, you're going to repeat the eighth grade. When she told me that, I'm serious. I was like, man, is this a dream? I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep tonight. She's going to get up and like, well, I'm going to go and let you go. She's like, you're not going. You're repeating. My favorite teacher, her name was Miss Hutt, history teacher. That's why I loved history is my favorite. So I saw her that summer and she's like, I want to tell you something. I am so disappointed in you. And she said, I heard that your mom is going to make you repeat the eighth grade. She said, I agree 100%. She said, you are too smart. You have too much going on to even be coming back here. But she said, I hope that whatever lesson you need to learn, you're going to learn it. Now, that was a different day um, that we lived in, right? Um, when I say respect, first off, if you're listening, parents, you, you should absolutely respect your child's teachers and you should do the best to have whatever relationship you can have with them. But bigger than respecting the teacher, have enough respect for your child to give them the best lesson ever. What do I mean? If Mr. Jonathan is telling you you know, your kid is, they can do the work. They just, I'm constantly having to take their phone. They say they're going to the bathroom for five minutes. They're going for 30. I'm just, it's little just dumb things that they're doing. They have all the potential in the world. In my opinion, sir, in order to save your child, I think you need to take them out my class and put them in Miss Ruby's class so they don't have the distraction of their friends so they can do what? Pass and go to the next grade. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if John, if this little girl stay in my class, she's going to have me again next year or whoever the proper teacher is. It takes a respect from a parental place to know to do what? I trust the decision of the teacher. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if you work four jobs, if you engage, you know your kid. My mama, she knew. <laughs> she already knew. Didn't know, listen, didn't nobody come try to get me off a of death row or repeating mm-hmm. eighth grade? Everybody agreed with her because it was a respect. I, I Excuse me. Say something. Absolutely. Go right ahead. Just to piggyback on your point, thank you for sharing the story about your eighth grade year because for middle school, junior high parents, I think it's – so it's, it's, a, it's a tricky – I feel like we're, we're the middle child because in elementary, a lot of times we're drives – Students is like the the validation. They don't want dis- they're still in an age like they don't want to disappoint the teacher. A lot of kids, right? Right? They don't they don't want to 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 be out of line, right? So you can incentivize a lot of times elementary kids, especially if, they, if there's a teacher that loves them. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to please that teacher. Mm-hmm. In high school, they try to get that credit. So it's more of a like, bro, you do it or you don't do it. Like, 
oh, <laughs> you're gonna be a freshman in English. Like this, this yep. more so that. So they have I'm trying to go to college, I'm trying to go to the military, I'm trying to do this. I need to get my credit, regardless if I connect with the teacher or not. Right. In junior high, it's hard to incentivize students because you're too far away from graduation to really threaten you with credits. And also, you at an age now where you're starting to kind of find yourself, and you get that 13, 14. So you don't really care if the teacher thinks. You don't care if the teacher likes you or not. Right? And you're around a circle of friends who don't care if the teacher likes you or not. So y'all kind of develop this, this rebellious spirit of, you know, and it's not speaking for all, but it's just, it's, it's a, I see it every day, you know? So it's important that parents are there because they, they can provide, um, if a parent isn't there, then everything I'm saying is just a suggestion. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be backed by something. Like, everything mm-hmm. that I'm trying to um, impute in them or everything I'm trying to give has to be backed. And so, like, what your mom did by making sure that, no, nah, you're not getting out of this easy, you know, a lot of, to me, it, it saved your life. It, it made you who you are today because Absolutely. you wouldn't have you in the it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have it. And she knew she might have to sacrifice a year in that for you to get it for the next 30, 40 years. Absolutely. You know, and that's just, that's good parenting, right? Mm-hmm. That's good parenting. And we we have to, especially- It didn't, feel, it didn't feel good, It man. didn't. I it know didn't it did. She didn't let me go to no parties that summer. I couldn't come down, while well, I lived in East Texas, I couldn't come down here to Houston. We couldn't go yeah. to Galveston. All my friends, cousins, everybody was having fun. All I did was, man, feeding hogs and chickens and- Picking peas yeah. and watermelon, like it, I was a slave, bro. It was, a, it, you know what I mean. It was like when yeah. I look back at it, I'm so grateful. I promise you, I am. I'm so grateful. But going through it, it's like I'm gonna die. I'm like gonna die. I'm I and I I could, man. It's hard. And I and this is how our schools were. Our high school, and our middle school, it's a street that divides it. So at lunchtime, all the high school students would come out. And all the middle school students. So, man, just to, I promise you, I don't want that. I don't wish that on any kid. But there are some kids that need it. I'm sorry. I just had to interject that, man. Because it's no. when I, every time I tell that, I just, I see me. When, especially when I see a kid that's me. Oh, man, I go into overdrive to be captain, save the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just, I can't help it. It's like, okay. What can we do? We got, we got, okay, let's put our heads together. We, we have to do whatever. And the reason why the mental place that I was <laughs> at a kid, and you look at the mental place where kids are today is two different places. See, I didn't ha- we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have social media. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have 4,000 channels. Back then we had channel 13, channel 11, and channel 2. It's, it's so different for kids of what they're up against. You get what I'm saying? It took my friends, you know, a couple of weeks for everybody to find out that I was going to have to stay in the eighth grade, you know, because we had a telephone. It didn't have no call wait. If you call, the phone was busy. I know I'm definitely dating myself now. So it's, it's a different era for kids. The kids are like, man, whatever. You know, my, my, little, my little, like, godson, I found out he had to go to in-school suspension. He's like, so what? Yeah. I, I want to go to in school suspension. Send me. I'd rather be in that in the class. And I'm saying to myself, what? Especially after COVID. Uh, yeah. You'd rather Especially. be in ISS or whatever it's called yeah. than to be like for me, that would kill me. I can't. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't pick on people. I can't tell jokes. I can't. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, we can't go to lunch together. Like the social part of it. It's, I don't know. You guys, go ahead. I'm just, I, I, I'm listening to you talk. And I just hear all of these different things that I know that you're having to deal with. So go ahead and finish your thoughts. And then we're going to come back to you, Keisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that's just been heightened by COVID. I, we were all in the scramble. You know, so now we're kind of, we're just now seeing the effects of it. And we, I can speak just for the teachers I was around, we did our best. And, and Keisha was talking about it before, just talking about how to construct, go from, basically, I've been teaching in person and now I got to teach without nobody there. And that's, mm-hmm. I got to wrap my mind around it. I got to communicate this stuff and I got to front load information and think about what you're not going to understand. How can I help you understand it, even though we're in two different places. And so, a lot of kids just got lost in that. You know, a lot of kids got lost for whatever reason. And now, you know, in, in my classrooms, I'm watching kids literally just quit. You know, mm-hmm. I went to summer school last year because I didn't show up to my my uh, my 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 virtual learning session, my virtual classes. I went to summer school, they passed me. So I figured I'd do the same thing again this year. So even though mm-hmm. I'm in person every day, I'm not gonna give my best effort. I'm not gonna turn in stuff. If I fail, that's cool. I'm gonna go to summer school. I'm gonna show up there, and I'm, and that's that's what that's what we're fighting against that mentality, you know. And it has nothing to do with reading level or, you know, whether you know your timetables or not. It's just there's a spirit of just um, mediocrity, you know, and it's it's, it's tough because it's, it's affecting our teachers. I'm watching teachers check out too. You know, and that just kind of goes back to our parents. We need to know that, like, well, sometimes teachers, for as strong as we are, we need to know that what we're doing is not in vain. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, Absolutely. sometimes you walk around feeling like, bro, you know, this is, this is, I'm babysitting, you know. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't have a, a, a support system of whether it be other teachers or your school culture or whatever, that's why so many teachers leave in the profession. Because they, they really feel like for this amount of money and this amount of work and this level of disrespect that I'm, I'm receiving from parents, from students, from the school district, I can go do something. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's why yeah. the conversation like this is so timely. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my heart is just I want to support on both ends, right? Um, yeah. I, I want to, I definitely, my heart is everything about me is about the family and the community, right? But in this particular um, topic, my heart is also just as passionate about the educators as well. And um, we have to find those places where we both can exist, right? Now, obviously, when I say that, you have to know whether you're the teacher or the parent, there's going to be a lot of give and take. I'm just saying it's, it's just it's part of the process. You know what? Okay, Ms. Uh, Ms. Bussy. Is that how you pronounce your name? Miss Bussy? Miss Bootsy? Parents will get real fly. Is it Bussy? Bootsy? Which one is it? Little Bootsy? You have to, <laughs> let me stop. I'm sorry. My bad, Keisha. I'm just trying. <laughs> okay. Oh, now, I was going to say, I, I think we all, well, you and I have something in common also as well. Um, so you're saying about the eighth grade, you know, you had to be held back. Right. Your mom wouldn't pass you. So, um, I also was held back in first grade, though. Really? 
So first grade, yeah, a lot of, a lot of people don't know that. So wow. Hey, it's exclusive on the New Balance podcast. You heard it first. Miss Keisha, yeah. tell them your story, girl. Mama said, baby girl, you're not going to second grade. You don't, I feel like you don't know enough. You oh, talk wow. too much. <laughs> you oh, talk wow. too much. I'm like, mama, really? She's like, I just feel like, she was like, she felt in her spirit that I needed another um, round because back in the day, um, they didn't have, okay, my birthday's in September. So I had to wait a year later to start school. Okay. So my birthday, you know, because they cut off, cut off like in August or something. It's in August, right, right. In August. Yep. So, yeah. And I think I was supposed to really be born in August, but I was born um, September. That's my, mom, my brother. Yeah, my brother. Same thing. Dancing feet, kicking, kicking, kicking in the stomach, mama said. So basically, I was a year behind. Then also, she says, okay, I'm going to keep you healthy. <laughs> I was like, I'm what? sorry, I'm not laughing at you. Keisha. I didn't even know. Like, you oh, know, man. you don't know until you start right. going to school and like, and right. Stuff. And I'm like, oh, man. Man, you really held me back in the first <laughs> Oh, first man. grade. Oh, because, my you know, God. You can't be held back in kindergarten. So, because they didn't have pre K that at that time at that time pre-K. right so oh, now man, okay so i'm a, I'm a year sorry. back held I'm back then oh, God. First, <laughs> to first grade and i can't go nowhere like okay right so i understand and that's why i'm so oh my gosh that's why i'm oh. so so hard on my um elementary students because right first grade i'm like y'all cannot Y'all, if y'all don't know anything in first grade, you can't go to second grade because when you get to second grade, it's different. It told, mm-hmm. It's a jump. It's, oh, yeah, it's a different it's jump. Yeah, so yeah. So different. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so incredible. That's like, again, you know, that reading. You know, <laughs> hey, reading. Keisha, look, you said your mama said in her spirit. My mama didn't say nothing about her spirit. It was because my report card had D's, G's, F's, uh, Q, I. I had all the alphabet but the right one. And I need to go look and find my report card. because I, oh, I don't even want to see that foolishness. I just want to see where the mistake was. I, I think that stuff <laughs> like, may be in my mom's house. She just said it. I don't know. Oh, she my God. That stuff may be in there. Spirit. I'm like, Lord, okay. I, I promise you, you I don't want to see that report card. I don't want to see that mess. Oh, man. She said it's her spirit. Now, baby, her you spirit. can't. Now, baby, I feel you can't go. That's funny. I promise you that is too funny. You can't go with them. Now, Keisha, hold on. Was that your mom that was at the Books United with us? It was some ladies there. No, that's my oh. mom's. Uh, that's my aunt. That's my mama's best friend. Okay, that's your. Okay, so I was like, uh, I've already met your mom, but that's. I promise you, you have babe by day. That is so funny. Your mama said in her spirit, "No, baby, you can't. You can't go. To, you can't go. That is too funny. All right, but that's good though. I. I um. But look at this. Same thing. But look at the woman that you are. Look at your passion. Look at your focus. Yeah. Your zeal. I promise you, it's something about um, I don't want to say failure, even though we know we fail. I'll, I'm a, I want to use this word instead. It's just something about going through hard times that make us. And I know we have to be careful when we're shaping young minds mm-hmm. um, because now more than ever, we had it when we were growing up, when I was growing up, but now this is the other thing as a teacher that you have to bring into consideration. The mental 
um, stability and like the mental stamina of the students that you teach. Like that has to be also at the forefront of your teaching and how you teach. Yeah. I think about some of the things that was told to me in my education by different teachers. None of them meant any like anything bad against me, but just their style of teaching. When I look back at it now, I was like, mm, that wasn't good to say. Well, what they said back then, they couldn't get away with saying that now. And so when we talk about kids, how you're teaching and what you say to them is just critical. You, you guys see it play out every day, all day, and then some. So I want to ask you, because I know this is so touchy. Um, I believe, remember I talked earlier about you having to have both. You just can't be a, the push, push. You have to also be able to see. I do believe this about teachers, especially those that are called to be teachers. I believe you see things sometimes that parents don't see. And what I wanted to ask you is, how, what is your formula and what do you do and how do you go about presenting those things that you see that sometimes the parent don't see? How do you go about communicating that and how do you do it without losing the parent? I think that's something that we definitely need to. I want to hear you share that as teachers and us as parents here. I like I'm asking I'm asking a question like because I want to know. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't mean no harm by saying this. I'm so glad we are finished with the school system in that way. Our last child, she's graduating in a few weeks. She we we are empty nesters with all of that, right? And so my heart does go out to parents who are having to engage. So help us educators, like how do you, how do you convey that? How do you say that? What's a good way? What's, what's a good way to, to do that with parents? And I think it's good because we have two different age um, brackets. In my opinion, I think it would be easier at the high school level because you have a kid that's a lot more mature. Well, they should be more mature. And then the parent, in some instances, is a lot more mature because they've been through this whole school thing for a little while now. But at Keisha's age, it's like these are the beginning stages. And I'm just be honest with you. When I, I know when my babies was at that age, I mean, they just really couldn't do no wrong as far as I was concerned. But we know that's not true. You get what I'm saying? Middle school, like you say, they starting to come into themselves and it's, they're different levels. So I'm curious to hear both of your perspectives. I'm going to say this. That's why it's important when you do um, student orientation and open house to form um, family relationships. Okay. Okay. So that way, in, in case something um, comes up, then you know how to speak to the parent and make sure the parent is comfortable with you um, talking to them about it. Because most of the time, just say, for example, that you do the first three, nine weeks, then you go to six, then you go to nine, right? Nine weeks. Okay. Say for instance, your child is starting to fail, right? That you see that. So if you already formed a relationship with the parent at the beginning of the school year, 
then it will be easy for you to start talking to the parent about the student to where it's not in a, uh, a negative hurtful way because sometimes parents think oh you're just um coming to my child telling me you know their reading style or their math is not good or something um parents take offense of that real quick right so that's why it's important to form relationships with the parents you have to form those um relationships because that's a, the the main the main key to having a successful school year and yeah. able to speak with the parents on a level to where as you're not trying to be like on that student, like targeting that student. And then what happened if the student also has some behavior issues? Yes. So at the beginning of the school year, like I said, you're forming relationships with the parent and the student at the same time mm -hmm. to where that you can help that student if they're not doing good in math or reading, that that way you can also, you can share with the parent what's going on in the classroom Got and it. about the student. Because once you, if you don't have no relationship with the parent and you just come towards them saying something, they're not going to, they're not going to take it in good. Okay. It's going to become an argument. They're going to want to fight you. Right. <laughs> you know, they're going to want to not respect you, right. you know, and you also have to stand your ground at the beginning of the school year, the, the orientation and the open house, you have to stand firm. You have to let them know you're the, you, you are the teacher in that classroom, you know, you don't have to say it in a, in a, in a manner to where, you know, it's very disrespectful to the parent or what have you, but just let them know, this is what happens in this classroom. This is my expectations. Right. So that way, when it's time to have those, those discussions or those, you know, with the parent, it can be a, a smooth, easy, ease rise, you know, because if you don't, then that forms a lot of confrontation and a lot right. of, you know, it's, it's a lot. And I've seen it happen before. I've seen it, you know, okay. with the classroom teachers that, you know, the parents don't don't agree or come off right with it, you know? Right. You definitely have to have your documentation to see where the student's growth is. You right. know, if you don't have no documentation, don't come talk to me about anything because documentation is the key. And that's why it's very important for as at the beginning of the school year, you, you form that bond. And then when something occurs or something that you have that documentation, okay, this, this is this, this is where it's going. This is what it looking like. How can we get um, Johnny to get up to this level to whereas right. we're not having him, you know, stay in the, in the first grade that he can right. move forward to the second grade. Yeah. Oh, we could do the tutorials. We could do some after school study. We could do some morning studying with him. You know, you want to make the, that, that, that parent feel comfortable, but at the same time, if you're not having a, a relationship with that parent then when it's time to say oh johnny is not going to be able to go to the second grade then that's when that's when that's when the fighting starts and the tension. disagreement yeah. the tension and you know the disrespect yes comes along with it you know so Keisha, can i before jonathan goes can i put can i put this with your statement and you correct me if i'm wrong or right mm -hmm. but you said something key about the documentation Mm -hmm. By documenting it, is it also would it also be safe to say in the beginning stages you almost have you have to have it in writing too, almost like a speed limit, like in this zone you drive fifty five. What do I mean by that? In giving in the beginning of the year, giving um, talking to them, is it good to have that documentation of the expectations for my kid and for this year? 
right? Whether you, whether you physically give it to them or it's a place where they can always go touch it and see it. Yeah, also we, we have in our system, I don't know how middle school is in high school, in our system what we have is, is a, a parent contact log. Got it. That you're documenting every time you're talking to that parent. And you okay. can kind of briefly type in the discussion or you okay. may have a notepad that you keep, you know, um, or an email if you're talking to them in email. Um, okay. I usually print them out. I print out my emails for my okay. parents. That way I can see, okay, this is who I'm talking to. And this is the student that we're talking about. So Got that because sometimes names can't be um, on emails, you know, going around or what have you. But if the parents is stating the child's name, then it's okay. But then you want to print it out and have it in your notes, just in case, you know, you have to, you and the principal are meeting up and y'all having a discussion. Okay. On this day, I spoke with you about, you know, da, 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 and documentation. That's why I was saying documentation of uh, contact. A parent contact log is important too. Can the parent, does the parent have access to, to do, or do they have to do their own documentation? The parent has to have their own documentation, but okay. you as a teacher, you, you have, you go on there and you, you put the date on there. You put the, the, the date, um, there's no time, but it's a date on there. And, the, and then there's a brief little thing I, you can put, um, um, spoke to mom about uh, Susie's, um, um, test benchmark test or something like that. Right. And um, then in the beginning of the year, like this in Miss Keisha, in Miss Keisha's class, these are the things that we're going to cover this year. These are the expectations of my class. It's almost like your handbook of your room. I'm yeah, saying, and, and it's not a lot. It's just a little because you know elementary kids can't retain stuff. You got to keep on telling them over and over, telling over, over and over, right? Yeah. So it's maybe a, about job, maybe no more than six uh, things that we're going to go over in class, making sure you know you're okay. you're entering the room, stuff like that. You know, um, because we have to repeat, repeat, repeat a lot of stuff all the time. We have to um, go over a whole bunch of stuff with them as learners, even when we have breaks. Even for spring break, we come back. All right, let's see. What are the rules? What are what's the expectations of the classroom? Because they forget. They're gonna forget. They forget. So that's good. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, just to piggyback on documentation, my advice to parents: if, if your child is in um, sped or include, has inclusion services, attend those arts. Yeah. And, and if you have a, a, a child who's, who's who's an inclusion student, you know an art is attend those meetings. Because we're literally in there talking about how your child is going to be learning like the method in which we're going to teach your child and, and how we're yeah. going to help them be successful. So it's important that you attend those, that you don't skip them. Or I know stuff comes up, but as much as you can, because that documentation, um, it follows a child, right? And, and it, it really is passed down from year to year. So like sometimes a child might not grow their their either their behavior intervention plan or their education plan. And if you're not there to modify or to advocate for your child, right. they might they might not be served in the best way. Um, and then also for, for parents who have uh, students who are in ESL, who are ESL, um, if a child is advanced high and they have certain, um, if, they're, if they're advanced high and they have certain uh, accommodations, they can't get out of the program. They can't, they can't become general ed learners. So mm -hmm. it's important that you attend those meetings that you know what documentation is on your child. You understand your child's behavior intervention plan. You know the mm -hmm. counselor there. Um, because that's where a lot of the, the, the handling of the child is dealt with. It's dealt with in the, in the paperwork. 
Got it. You know, so it's Got not it. something that you should run from or be intimidated by. It's, it's just something you need to be there to advocate for. You need to advocate for it and you need to embrace yeah. it. You yeah. Embrace and under, it. You need to understand, like, if you don't understand something in that meeting, ask. if you don't understand one of those terms, ask. And then gotcha. if you ask again, you okay. know, and ask for, like, I would say, ask for practical ways this is going to be demonstrated in class for my child. How Got is this going to be expressed? Mm-hmm. You know, because we'll do a bunch of fancy talking and you get off the call, you don't really know what your child is, what, what they're up against and what they should be learning, how they should be learning. So yeah. that's just my suggestion. Man, man, that's, man, that's some great information. Um, as we're getting close to, um, you know, bringing it to an end, one of the things, um, and I'm speaking from the parents' perspective right now, um, I, I spoke with Jonathan um, earlier this year. Um, like I said, I was praying and I was, you know, my kids, they were way past both of these ages, but I don't know, it's just something about me and my wife. We know that we're going to be doing um, a work and we're going to be assisting families, communities, and children for the rest of our lives. So it's just a work that we're always going to be doing and be around. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I just have an overwhelming passion for is like, I, I know one of my gifts is just that of a support. And, you know, I was thinking, like, how can I do it? I have, a, I have my LLC. Um, it's a mentorship program. And one of the things I know I'm supposed to do is to partner with these schools to help explicitly with young men um, and the schools. I know that. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to Jonathan and I told Jonathan, well, I asked him, um, you know, hey, this is what's on my heart. And what I want to do is, since you and I have the relationship, why don't I just adopt your your school or your class? And just for no reason, let's set it up where I come in and I just want to do something nice for teachers and for kids, period. They, I don't need nobody's report card grade. Um, I don't need to know somebody about to be an AP student. None of that. I, none of it. It's, watch this. It's just because. Yeah. Can we get back to a day where, man, Mr. Hamilton, I'm just calling you to say thank you, thank you, thank you for just showing up every day. That was 25 seconds. Now, as busy as Mr. Jonathan's day is, he might say, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it and get off the phone and go. But I promise you in the road work of who he is, you have just added years. You just had added semesters to his life. Oh, Miss Keisha. Miss Keisha, this may not be much, but you were thinking about me. And because your attitude is so sweet, here's this fruit edible basket. And we just want to say thank you for how much you just pour into our girls. And my little girl is just all she, girl, she danced so much. I'm, I almost have to threaten her to go to sleep. She don't want to stop dancing. Like that shows the impact that you're making. So I'm saying from parents, Let's come up with ways, let's find ways where we can just show love or show support. It doesn't have to be, I don't have to give you a trip to Jamaica, even though if I gave it to you, you take it. Sometimes we make the feet so big. See, look at she ready, she ready to go. Look, she ready to go. But my point is like, let's now hold on. Now, if you well able and you want to bless Miss Keisha with Jamaica trip, I think you should do it. If it's been impressed upon your heart too, that's just what I believe. But my reason for saying that is like, I'm thinking of ways, how can we support? 
you don't always have to have a kid or always have to have, as my grandfather say, an iron in the fire to be concerned about the fire. Why am I, why am I doing this for um, partnering with Jonathan? Want to partner with this school? I'm going to tell you why. The kids he's teaching, I'm dependent on that generation. My generation is dependent on that generation. So are we going to wait till we old and decrepit and can't do anything to try to help them and encourage them? No, no, no. This is the best time to encourage them and tell them the best about them, tell them the most about them. We said it this way. I'm a country boy, so I, I want you guys to imagine this. Um, I don't know if you guys eat cabbage or not. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I'm a big cabbage eater. But when you when you see the cabbage in the grocery store, that's not how it happens. When you first get the cabbage, it's a baby cabbage. It's very tender. And when it's a baby carrot, a baby cabbage, you can take that cabbage, you can open up and put inside of it whatever you will. In the country, they put different things in it to help the cabbage be healthy, strong, give it nutrients. So when it grows, those things that are put in it, it helps the cabbage mature, right? But when you buy a cabbage, you know that baby is well put together. In other words, when it fully grows, you can't open it to put anything else in it. Watch this. The only way you can open that cabbage is to take it and throw it down and bust it open. We already have enough of a generation that's being burst open. Why not let's have another, another way to do it? Why not when they're young, let's pour things into them that's going to be edifying? Right. And that's just an example of that. You may have other creative ways that you can partner with teachers, partner with schools. If you have those ideas, I encourage you to do it. I, me and Jonathan, it ain't, he'll tell you, it ain't like me and him hanging out, eating crawfish on the weekends and we talk every day. It's, it's according to the assignment. I believe in what he does. He believes in what I do. I'm like, OK, here's somebody you can partner with. Right. It's going to be the same way. I'm going to find a way how I can partner with Miss Keisha to help um, her babies, whatever it is, if it's classes through dance, that's how we do it, right? That's, that's how we do it. So I'm saying as, um, I guess I'm, well, not I guess, I'm speaking from the parental side of things. Mm -hmm. I know I've been going back and forth on different sides of it, but what can we do? If we're going to call this education from the inside out, all of us know that before they even get to the school, right, that there has to be some type of education from a parental standpoint that's going to help them be successful once they get inside the education. So I'm just all about that. Um, and not just me, but uh, Ms. Keisha, uh, Mr. Jonathan. And uh, we, we know we just have work to do. So these podcasts, we did them and we talked about the things we talked about because this summer, this school year is over. So a lot of this, this school year is pretty much a wrap. But this summer, hopefully these things we talked about, you can take a look and just say, man, maybe it's some things I can do better. Maybe some things we can work on to get better. Whether you're the teacher, the parent, whichever. But we know we got to do something better. I don't think we can survive another year like this year. What do you think, Keisha? Do you think the school year just, I mean, really, if you'd say if we really want to be successful, can we have another school year like this year? What I mean, just your honest opinion. What do you think? I don't think so. Um, I, I believe that this school year is helping us, well, helping the students grow 
um, and get back into place what happened like two years ago before COVID right. um, and moving forward. Um, right. We have to move forward. We can't move backwards. And I believe if, if we as teachers are going to move forward, we need to start pushing them more because like you said, they are the future. We have to make sure that Absolutely. they're reading and they're writing, they're doing what they're supposed to do and getting back into the swing of things. Because sometimes, most of the time at the beginning, they weren't, they weren't involved. So now we're yeah. trying to get them back involved. And that's why, of course, summer school is coming up and most of them are gonna be in summer school because they need it. Right. I think all of them still do. They they still need it. Every yeah. Everyone needs it. Everyone so, needs it. Mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan, I know you had to step away real quickly. I was just saying to uh, Miss Keisha that we just agree that we believe that the year coming, um, the 2022-2023 school year, we cannot repeat this what we just had. I, I just, I, we can't. And so we talked about things on here. Obviously, there are many others that could be um, spoken about, talked about. Um, but we tried to give you guys just some, I think, just some good quality content and then just really help you think maybe in the way you maybe hadn't thought or, or you know, jog something that you could bring that's going to add value whether it be from the school to the home or whether from the home to the school so man i appreciate um miss keisha and mr jonathan for hopping on new balance podcast show my guests some love wow man we this was really great um there's no way i could have paired you two um to get this outcome but i i know god knows exactly what he's doing and um, this was really good for so many reasons for me. So um, as I always, I like to give um, my guests closing comments. So starting with Ms. Keisha, what would you like to leave us with or what would be your closing words for today, Keisha? Keep moving forward. Keep moving Best forward. To come. Yeah, keep moving forward. Still Love educate it. the students regardless of their background. We have to mm. educate them because they're our future. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I know she means that. Talk to us, J.H. Y'all um, both got unique stories, you know, and and we all, I think we got to keep telling our stories and keep telling. I, I like how you start this podcast. We got to tell our origin stories, you mm -hmm. know. And, and as we're sharing our stories with each other, we gotta make sure we sharing those, like just certain snippets with the kids too. Right. Because a lot of times it can be a disconnect where you, you just, oh, you just a teacher. You know, you you grew up wanting to teach. You was finna right. talk since birth. Like, it's like, right. nah, I come, I come from somewhere I didn't, I didn't live life and I, I, I know where you are. Yeah. So like what I'm telling you is just for where you are and then where I see you headed. So we just gotta keep telling our stories. Oh, I love it, man. One of the greatest teachers, one of the greatest teaching mechanisms right there. Yeah, telling your story. Well, listen, man, New Balance Podcast family, there you have it. Um, education from the inside out. Um, I hope this has been helpful and beneficial. Um, if it has, man, like it, share it, watch it, subscribe, whatever you guys feel like 
doing it. Listen, we, we're wanting to spread the word. And we know the more families that are better means the more communities that are better. And if we get more families and communities that, communities that are better, we know we can get a better world. So that's, that is the result that we're going after. So as we always say here, it's strength for today, sustenance for tomorrow. It's your boy, H2O, your potential conditioner. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Peace.